what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the podcast inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music and find a place where they can connect and feel accepted. So that is where you are right now. You're in the best place you can be. Welcome to the Chord Progression Podcast. Today is a great episode for anyone that loves music. And this is the ultimate like student of music podcast episode that you could ever imagine. I am absolutely certain on that. But before we jump into it, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So what are my two favorite things to do in the world? One is do these podcast episodes. I absolutely love doing this. The other thing is going to concerts and getting in those mosh pits. Oh, yeah. And you know my mosh pit style. If you've ever seen me in the pit here in Milwaukee, Chicago, Green Bay, Madison, or at Louder Than Life, Blue Ridge in 2021. I'm thinking about coming back in 2023. Keep on that. But I love to go from beginning of the opening band to the end of the headliner and never take a break in between. So I have to have the stamina to do that, the you know, the cardio to do that. I have to have the strength to be able to take those hits and the strength to deliver those hits as well. So I'm constantly in the gym to get what I call mosh pit fit. I lift weights all the time. I'm doing a lot of cardio work all the time. But I also make sure to achieve my fitness goals like your fitness goals. I need to prepare and recover right to make sure that my body is its most optimal for doing this day in and day out. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with many different supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals and get mosh pit fit like me. So that's where their pre-workout comes in, both stim and stim free. I use the stim free stuff because, guys, I got way too much energy. I don't need any extra stimulants in my body because of that. I also have different types of BCAA recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients into your um, muscle post-workout, different types of creatine to help you build muscle, different types of protein to help you build muscle, whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, plant-based protein. I use their chocolate malt whey flavor because that's what I go with. That's what I like and that's what I do. Different types of multivitamins and literally anything you might need to, to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% off using the code CPP20 at phoenixfitness.com. Links to the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now for a feature presentation, this band, could be one of the biggest bands in the world by 2030 with their mindset, with their ideas, with their concepts, and with their constant learning as students of music from all genres. So we've got machines on the podcast today. Are you guys ready to be the machines? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. I do always enjoy when people send me new music, send me new bands. I recently got a message on Facebook Messenger from a couple of people, even from the bands. They're like, hey, check this out. Maybe we can do a podcast. I checked it out and, you know, I love me my metalcore. I love me my punk rock, but I also still have that soft spot for hard rock as well because that's what I grew up on. So listening to this band and their most recent single, Gravity, I was like, Ooh, this is some good shit. So we're making it happen. We're bringing it on because this band is going to release their debut album called We Are Machines coming out later this year. And what a better way to get to know about the band and get to know about, you know, the music than like this. So please welcome Eric from the band Machines to the podcast. So Eric, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you for having me. We appreciate it very, very much, man. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. So how has everything been going in your world with the band as of late? How has life been treating you? Just how's it going, man? Good, dude. Good, man. We, like I said, we, you know, uh, gravity's out. That's doing pretty well. Um, it's great to finally get them out because, you know, we sit on these things for a while. Um, so gravity's out, you know, here cocaine came out before that. That's a, one of our singles we dumped actually after the transition to machines, um, from the old, which we'll get into that here in a little mm -hmm. bit, but from what we were before um and yeah man just staying steady on things dude like i've, I've got a 
I've got a couple albums already in the works for post stuff after We Are Machines that's just getting even more mechanical and a lot more pop elements. Like I'm I'm trying to write a full on pop album almost, but still keep those rock hooks in it too, man. So it's fun, dude. It's challenging. Like I'm always challenging myself, challenging my voice to get better, challenging myself to not take the uh, easy play on a vocal progression and, and, um, yeah, dude, it's, I, I'm having a blast with it. The guys are having fun too. So it's, it's working out pretty cool, man. I said, that'd be the most important piece of it is to make sure that you all are having a blast and having fun with it. Because if you're, you know, working together as a band, if you're working together as musicians to create something, to make something that's your own, if you're not having fun with it, then it just becomes more of this job it becomes more of this mundane thing. And you begin to build resentment for it, much like many of us, many people, including myself with a full-time job while I'm still doing the podcast. It's just like, we, there, it's it, it, there's not the happiness there. It seems like just a means to an end. For me, it is a means to an end until this thing fully takes off and I can support myself fully by just saying, welcome to Core Progression Podcast, everybody. <laughs> so it totally does make sense. And challenging yourself, constantly trying to get better, constantly trying to try new things for just the enjoyment of it, for the fun of it, and because you want to do it. That's something that is very, very powerful that I think every band needs to always think about because if you're not constantly challenging yourself, if you're not constantly trying something new, if you're not constantly trying to see what you can potentially do with your sound, what you can do then, and what opportunities are going to take you forward, then you're just going to become stagnant and stay in this exact same lane and then you're never going to bounce out from it and you're never going to have a chance to become a band like like Bring Me the Horizon as I'm wearing their shirt, literally. Perfect example, literally right here. Yeah, huge influence in where our sound's gone, man, is is honestly, I was joking with the guys the other night. I said, like, I want to write an ammo. I, 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 I know they've already done ammo, but I want to do one in 2024. I want to do an, an ammo of 2024 of our own kind. And, and by that, I mean production-wise and yeah. songwriting and having that softer stuff out there um because i could still write heavy heavy stuff dude like i i, I mean awaiting eli which was machines before i wrote plenty of heavy crap you know and i love it i mean it was it was it was killer um but at the end of the day i'm like all right well one is a vocalist <laughs> i'm like i can't like so I, I i was doing that but i was also watching miles kennedy sing you know and i'm mm-hmm. like god that's that's beautiful dude like I want to learn to do that too, you know? So then, and, and you obviously got like your, you know, whatever people's opinion, but Johnny Craig, amazing vocalist, you know, like people, people like him, um, especially, you know, day seekers, like people like that right now that are just, they're finding these melodies and they're just leveling this mm-hmm. game that, that, that that's where a lot of our influences are coming from, man, that, that are, are, are making that. So that's, I seen your shirt when we were starting. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's like my number one influence, dude. <laughs> It's like subconsciously, I'm like, I knew to wear this shirt today because usually it's like I'm always wearing different band shirts on this podcast. And typically my go to is always wearing Rise Against shirts because I have the most of them and that's my favorite band. So that's usually my go to. But today I'm like, you know, what, we're going bring me the horizon all day. And now I'm really glad I did because it kind of worked in there. But that does make a lot of sense too, where. You know, you wrote heavier stuff in the past and even myself, I love the heavier stuff and I love the, I love the raw tenacity behind it. I love the raw emotion behind it. And because whenever I go to my only other favorite thing to do besides the podcast, that gives me so much energy and joy is going to concerts, especially when they're going to play some heavy music. And I see that mosh pit form and I'm just like, 
it's my time to shine, motherfuckers. So I just go in head first and have an absolute blast. So I love that kind of stuff. But I totally understand what you're saying, too. Watching and listening to vocalists like Miles Kennedy, incredible. Johnny Craig, Rory Rodriguez from Dayseeker. And then look at, like, uh, you know, some of the stuff that Ollie's doing from Bring Me the Rise. Yeah, and the he's different grown generation. tremendously. Yeah. And the other one I was going to throw in there is Noah Sebastian from Bad Omens because still hearing him do the unclean, just the deepness of it, especially when they play live and they play older stuff like Glass House or when they play Dethrone. But then you hear like Just Pretend, you hear any, a lot of stuff that came off of Death of Peace of Mind, even the title track and just the softness of those vocals. It's If you're able to do both and you're able to find a way to combine both in your music, there is so much you can do, especially from a vocalist side to pull out so many different melodies, so many different ideas, so many different patterns to evoke so many different emotions that you're trying to do at that point in time. Bingo, bingo. And that's the thing is I've, I've gotten to that point when that aggressive needs to come in, it can be there. And like I said, there's, I, I take, you know, notes off of, off how Ollie has, I mean, Ollie for one, dude, is, is one that I've watched tremendously, especially after, since he got paired up with Jordan, man, tremendously what he's done with his, with his vocals yeah. and where they've gone with that. Cause you can predominantly see that it's, it, it's usually those two kind of mm-hmm. really masterminding this stuff and, and Lee's there obviously too, but it's, it's, it's Ollie and Jordan a lot of times. And I think, you know, Jordan's view on that coming from more of a, a synth background and a pop element has really changed that, but it also pushed him to be like, Hey, stop screaming all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of like do this. And then when you want to get angry, do that, you know, give, but now if you even notice like his screams are they're they're probably better than ever because he's actually do. I mean, you can pay attention. If you watch the live sets, you can see him always touching his abdomen. That dude's always searching for his breathing. And it's, it makes sense. Cause I, as you learn those techniques, you're like, all right, shit, am I getting, am I going to yeah. run out of a damn breath here? You know, like, but it, it's just, it's cool to see. And like I said, as a, as a, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but as, as, we're just putting this stuff out now. I'm always looking to grow. And like, you know, there's, you see all these, these different types of videos that come on of people are like, can do all like the, uh, you know, they can um, impersonations, right? Yeah. So that means you can obviously teach yourself with mouth position and to get close to a resonation of somebody else's, you know, somebody else's type, but you also still want to be unique, you know? So that, that when I'm when I'm doing that stuff, it it does. There's there's a lot of songs where I'll I'll get a little heavier and I'm like, all right, cool, that's a good spot where you can go like, you know, Johnny Hawkins, like nothing more wild right here. You know, like that's and that's another big influence. You know, it's like that's uh, that has spots like that, or like like Ollie's and and Bad Omens, obviously for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that's obvious I mean, them and Sleep Token, dude, they're popping off mm-hmm. like I'm listening to Sleep Token right now in the <laughs> background. <laughs> like because the album came out, so I'm yeah. like, I wanted to see what the rest is. So I just have it turned in the background. But that's the kind of stuff is like, it, when I listen to this stuff, it's like, holy shit, these guys are making masterpieces. You know, whether it's the team themselves or whether it's who they have as a full team member with writers and and everybody they've got for a production team, mm-hmm. it's like that's where our shit has to be. Um, and 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 gravity, like I said, in its own space is very it's very futuristic, and it's what we wanted to kind of lean into our our transition with you know like and and, but i'm just like i said that these these next ones are going to continue to just keep progressing in that direction better production which we had dawson produce this one dude he was Mm -hmm. he's always killer i mean he does he's did saw in the past i mean he's done tons of bands that you 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 hear you know lines of loyalty dusty grant um outlier i mean dude he's the list goes on 
Yeah, and, and like just listening to those bands, I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, you said Saul. Saul has been on the podcast before. Yeah. Lines of Loyalty, I have not had him on the podcast before, but I've seen him like five or six times because they are based literally a half hour away from where I live right now. Cool, so that's... I get to see him a lot. Um, You said Dusty Grant. I've had Dusty Grant on the podcast. Outlier. Joey Arena is one of my favorite people to talk to of all time. So I'm just like, you're naming people. I'm like, yep, I know them. I know them. I know them. Oh my God, those people are fantastic. But going back to what you were talking about when you're talking about, you know, think Bring Me the Horizon, Bad Omen, Sleep Token. I'll even throw Spirit Box in there as well because they kind of they, they fit in the same mold. But what it's, you know, they're all kind of experimenting with these different things, with these different ideas, maybe some more of these pop elements, more of these progressive elements, even but also including some of the heavier stuff in there as well to really find the mix of what makes it work for them. And what you're doing with your music and how you would describe it, and I think about it in this way, people might think, oh, you know, they're just following what's popular. No, 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 that's not what's happening here. What I'm picking up from what's happening here is you're taking a look at what these bands are doing, not necessarily why they're successful, but why you're why you're attracted to them. Why are you into them? What makes them special to you? And you're figuring out what that is what that concept is, figure out a way to engineer it for yourself, for the what you want to do with your music, and then use those principles and use those concepts so that you can take the music for machines into the place where you want it to be so that you can absolutely hit in a very similar like um, impact that these other bands are doing with their music because you want to have that happen, but you want to do it the way that you want to produce your music, the way that you want to present your music, present your sound, present your ideas, present your messages, because it is your music. You are the artist. Of course, it's going to have the individuality there, but we are also individuals because we are all comprised of all the influences that we have all around us. 110%, 110%, man. That's And that's the thing is like to, to, to group. Cause like I said, I, I study all kinds of genres. I mean, like, dude, what Hardy's doing, dude, uh, what, what, what's her name? Royal Lynn, that new chick that just came out with a new song. Kind of like, mm-hmm. Oh dude, check it out. She's Royal Lynn music. That new song she's got, I think it's a rock star or something like that, dude, killer. And she's, she's a female version of what Hardy is, you know, like, so I study, I have, I have songs like that too, to fit that country rock method. I've got stuff that's straight up Bieber style pop, like no <laughs> guitars, no, nothing that's I have like, I think, what, 10 or 12 songs on this computer. That's strictly a pop album that I just don't know what I'm ever going to do with it. But I have it and it's all two and a half to three minute and 15 second pop songs. But like I said, my my thing like is is listen. OK, cool. How I think when I got in that pocket, I was listening to a lot of Ellie Goulding. It's, it's stupid okay. as that sounds, but I listened to it for the production quality. You know, just to hear what all, what all is going on. Same thing as like when I listen to these, you know, these newer records from all these new bands that we're talking about, listening to just that, all of the background, everything that's capturing all the frequencies and then finding what that normal frequency is that the just standard listener is going to pick up. Because there is a trick to that, which Adam Levine from Maroon 5 is like a master of knowing like, yo, it's this pitch right here with, mixed with this BPM. That is a key that if that beat is on the radio, that somebody's going to just bop to it. And mm-hmm. if they like it enough, they're going to find out what the words are. And if they like the words enough, they're going to find out who the artist is. And then they're going to add it to his playlist. And that's that's that science behind it. So it's like, OK, cool. So, like, how do I take those? How do I take that information? Yeah. With these sounds that I like with this, with my voice, with what art, you know, and it's just trying to find that perfect, that perfect combination of everything that's 
you know, still very unique in your own way. It has to stand out. It has to be unique, but it has to be so familiar that people don't shun it. Yeah, because there are plenty of times where, you know, there are times where the the, so- the sounds that are unfamiliar can pop off and do well, but it's not necessarily the norm because I'm thinking about anytime, you know, a, a new genre kicks in or anytime a new style of music really gets popular. I mean, think about new metal like in the mid to late 90s. It was, okay, no, I mean, there's probably some bands that were experimenting before it, but then when Korn was really the one that kind of started hitting on that, and then you get bands like Limp Bizkit to come in to really also hit on that as well. Now it's building up. Now it's going to be much more accepted, much more large, and people are going to start taking influences from them to grow it. And yep. what you're doing with this is, you're taking a look at all these different aspects as a student of music. You're not taking a look at them as what's going to sell. You're taking a look at is why does this work? Why does this concept work? Why does this pitch work? Why does this BPM work? Why does all this work together? You're like a mad scientist in a lab. And then you're going to try and take all those concepts, understand those, learn those. So when you're writing your music, you're writing your songs and you're trying to put your message out there, trying to put your sound out there. You're going to be able to do that, but also you're going to be picking up on certain things where, okay, but if I put this here, then it's going to cause this emotion, it's going to cause this idea, and it's exactly what I want. I think about a band like Beartooth, it's, you know, everyone knows that Beartooth, especially that if you listen to it, it's high energy all the time. It's killer. It's like, it, <laughs> killer. as I describe it, it's, it's like a car battery got attached to your nipples, but music form. That's what Beartooth <laughs> is. But you listen to some of their, you listen to like the newer singles, especially now that with Caleb Shomo's more positive outlook, positive Mm -hmm. lyrics, it's like the anger is not necessarily as much there, but Mm -hmm. why are they still catchy? Why are they still catching on? Because the energy is there. The energy and the aggression in the, in the sound of his voice is still there. Even though the lyrics are a lot more positive, but it's something that's still connecting with people because the energy, the up-tempo, I may listen all the time. I listen to Bears all the time when I'm in the gym because I'm like, I can feel this. This is fantastic. (laughs) And I know why I like that. And you're taking the ideas that all these bands are using and finding out exactly what the principles are behind them so you can reverse engineer them, use them for your music so you can put out music the way that you want to put it out and make it sound the way you want to sound while also hitting on all those different aspects that you want to hit on to make sure that people can latch onto these songs full force, hug them and never let them go. Yeah, 110%, man. It's it's trying to make make something like unforgettable you know like that's the thing is that you know i've had this talk with several people like making something timeless dude like making something that's going to stand the test time and and, and that's i mean that's super hard dude that's not it's not easy um you know but at the end of the day you know like i said for for and and i'm glad you bring that up about caleb you know because like at the end of the day i mean i went through my stuff i'm you know i still drink i still smoke here and there but at the end of the day i mean i'm three i consider myself California sober, but I'm, I'm sober considering knowing where I came from. Uh, and anybody who knows me that's watching this knew, you know, up until September of it, 2020, I was a loose cannon, you know? And, and that's the thing is I wrote that same way. I wrote angry. I wrote pissed off. I wrote, you know, a lot of my influences were, and I, they still are. I love Allison Chains, love SDP, love all that stuff. Um, however, the, 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 the main census of listeners don't grasp a negative message anymore um i so i i find myself trying to break to a positive message but still give you reality like i'm not i don't want to sugarcoat things and make it seem like unicorns and sunshine and rainbows and stuff but at the end of the day 
I do want to at least have you leaving with somewhat of a positive message. Like you can connect the dot of something being positive rather than like, Oh man. Yeah. She hates me. She left me, bro. Dude. You know, like, dude, like, you know, like at the end of the day, you can only write so many of those. That just kind of sparked an idea in my head. And all that you're talking about with, you know, prime before September of 2020, always writing angry, piss off with this aggression behind there, given just the circumstances maybe that you were around and maybe just the influence that you were around as well. But what you just said about people not necessarily wanting to listen to, you know, an ang- like an angry message or a negative message. And you're talking about the other influence that you're talking about, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots. I'm thinking about, you know, when, when grunge came in, especially yeah. when Nirvana... Uh, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains. I'm not sure if uh, Stone Temple Pilots fit in there, but I think they do in some. Oh yeah, passage. oh yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, so but you take a look at all the music that was before that, especially that was much more popular. Go back to the '80s. What was the primary stuff, especially in rock? Well, hair metal. You got stuff like you know Poison, uh, Twisted Guns Sister, Rose, Twisted Sister, and the messages behind there were all much more weren't necessarily very serious. They were much more lighthearted, much more yeah. just. Fun songs. Yes, were there some like very deep songs in there? Absolutely. Yeah. But for the majority of it, it was lighthearted fun. So when the grunge came around, it was something different, something for a new generation of music fans that had gone through different things than compared to the fans that were in the 80s, just on different generational aspects. So that negative message and more of that downtrodden message really hit. Go into new metal and it, the more aggressive side of that potential negative message or just negative ideas that you're trying to express, just trying to work through are being brought up there because that's what is connecting with, you know, the fans. Then you go to pop punk and emo and it's, you know, sad. Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. That kind of but it fit again for that demographic for that uh, the, the generation that was listening to it. But as time has gone, especially as we get to now. It's there's certain things about that, you know, the more downtrodden, just the potential negative message. It just has gotten stale to the point where it's cyclical. Now it's more the positive side of things. You can present them as aggressive. You can present them as deep. But having that positive spin on it technically is being a little bit more predominant and being more looked at just because that might be what the generation or just the demographic people that are listening to music are much more inept to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's true, man. It's knowing the cycle of, of where that's at, man. And I've, I've just, like I said, I studied that and I, and I was watching and it's like, man, like, it's just, I mean, I, I still, I still, all of these songs have, have their meanings and and subconscious meanings and where they came from. And most of it is somewhat, you know, current and other stuff is passed up or, you know, maybe somebody gave me another idea or something like that. Or I, I've even tried aspects of writing off some other shit I see, you know, just, not integrating it from my life. But at the end of the day, a lot of it does come from deep down our lives, you know, whether it be myself, Los, Nick, um, Garrett, you know, it it comes from, from us somewhere within, you know, and that's, but at the end of the day, you know, like I said, it's, it's, as you watch, you know, well, who is the the bottle of Jack girl, Kesha, but that Mm -hmm. Kesha, like when that, when, that whole thing started, I mean, and it started to turn probably previous to her, but that all went to, I remember I was bartending during that time, man. And it's just right. like the songs that were popular were party and vibey songs. They weren't down negative songs. Whereas what was selling out festivals during grunge era was not pop happy crap. It was, it was, it was down stuff. It was mm-hmm. man. Like, okay. Yeah, man. That's about man. And, but I'll tell you what, 
You go see an Alice in Chains show, they're still packing it in because mm-hmm. those fans, and I still would go see it too. Those fans absolutely, I responded. I know that life that I, I know exactly how mm-hmm. Lane felt. I know the disconnect that you feel from people when you get so far out. I know it. So I know where he wrote from. And it's like, dude, and it's hard for me not to connect with that and then go to that point to write again, because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, man, I feel you on a lot of those things. If you really read those lyrics and you really hear how he's saying that stuff, it's like, damn, dude, you were living in hell. Like you had a, you had it great, but at the end of the day, you didn't have it great. You were living in hell. And that's, that's not, my dad was was a musician and still is a musician, man. He's a cover musician. And I remember like that being my biggest influence. And he like, and he's a partier, dude. And when I started getting really out there, he was like, dude, like you got to like light, light, you got to look at life differently. Life's not negative like that, man. They're, these guys are gone because they, because this is, it either goes that way or, or you, you get out of it. And he goes, I'm coming for me. And he still drinks probably a 12 pack a night, you know, but at the end of the day, it it made it made sense enough to me when I got it changed around. When I finally did get sober, I was like, "Yeah, you're right, man. Like that's I'm either gonna keep going this route, and I'm always gonna end up with these results. And and I might write a hit. I might write something. I might write my nutshell. I might write something crazy there that that's, that just catches on. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I'm dead and I can't be a dad and I you know and I can't perform this stuff, you know, like I do want to see things through. And I and I say that from the other side, which I mean, if you do the, the percentages, man, not a lot of people make it out of that. And um, and so it's just like I said, it's it's finding that, you know, that's why, like I said, Charlie Puth or, or Adam Levine, dude, they've got this science down to know, like, what just grasp with people. And and that's I I love it because, it, it you know, no matter what people's take on on that artist, it's a positive message and it makes people have a good time and, and it makes them feel upbeat and positive and whatever scenario it is, whether it's a club or whether they're out on a patio eating dinner or what, you know, and so with rock, that's a little bit more, you got to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, fade in there. But if you fade in there enough, my idea is to go like, okay, cool. How can I fade in and get pop fans, but still keep rock fans and not have them hate me? Yeah. Kind of like, again, bring me the horizon. How can, how is bringing the horizon faded towards that side of things by having records that are more, you know, look at go literally go from their discography, go from before Jordan fish. And then after Jordan fish before Jordan fish with their first drums, I mean, that's like death core, heavy metal core right there. Alligator blood. Yeah. A lot of screaming, you know, uh, um, Chelsea smile, uh, God, uh, diamonds aren't forever, all that kind of stuff. But then Jordan fish comes in. Now you get some paternal, which is, of course it still has its heavy elements in there in metalcore, but it has a little bit more of this, this not as heavy, but it was a fantastic album. It's my favorite album from you go to that's the spirit. It has more of that like arena rock flavor to it. Then as we spoke about Amo has much more of this production piece to it, much more of this synthetic piece to it. Not my favorite album from them clearly, mm-hmm. but again, I understood where they're coming from. And now what they did, what they with post human survival horror, what they're doing with the singles they are putting out now, especially the ones out now, like, um, uh, shoot uh strangers and then the one they just did now lost it has more of that upbeat flair that upbeat tempo to it so they're going into some of those elements but you see them play at these festivals you see them play the shows that they're playing they're playing i i saw them at louder than life last year and uh, they weren't headlining the day that they played they were the number two spot but i mean the place was packed oh, yeah. been, it, i'll put it this way it could have been packed more but the only other band that was going on at the same time as them was tenacious d 
And it's very hard to say no to Jack Black. We yeah, all know that. Yeah, yeah. He's an entertainer. Yeah. But then the next <laughs> time I saw them, literally a couple weeks later, they were playing an arena in Chicago. And yeah. It's like, okay, well, are they still doing their heavy stuff? Yeah, they still played a good amount of stuff off of uh, Separate Turtle. They did the whole entire Kingslayer thing from uh, post, post-Human. Yeah. And then, because they were on tour with Knocked Loose, here comes Brian Garris. And next thing you know, we will never sleep because sleep is for the week and everyone yeah. just goes ape crazy. Yeah. So they're able to bridge that gap there. And there are other bands that are being able to, that are venturing into that. Like you're saying, they're kind of just nudging into it or just kind of, kind of just taking a look in there and are having success. Sleep token, bad omens. It's happening. And the more bands do that, it's, you know, they're just trying different things. They're trying new things. Why not let them try? Because especially from the genre perspective, it allows so many more people to have those crossover moments that get people from one genre to the next or get people that are liking pop or rap or hip hop into rock and metal to try it out. It's the ability to do that. It's like the Linkin Park thing where Linkin Park had so many people come over because their sound, especially in 2000, 2001, was so unique that yeah. it just brought so many people in. If you don't have that ability to try and be creative, learn about music and just learn about these different aspects. That crossover doesn't happen, and then we have these different factions in music, and everyone wants to hate each other because, oh, I'm a, I'm all rock and metal, but oh, you like pop music? Death to you! Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing. We, uh, you know, talk talk about that with when we were waiting. Eli, still, I did, I did a track with Tech Nine, and uh, it was actually a track with King Iso before Tech Nine even had jumped on it, and me and Iso put a, put together a track called "I Won't Quit." And, uh, and then it was, it caught Tech's attention. Obviously he was already, that was when he was working on DMT. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo bro, like, give me one of those beats to mess with. Give me one of your like skeletons, like your beats are catering perfectly to, to like me throwing some Lincoln Park style stuff on this. And so I took a beat and like his skeleton. And then I put that, my guitars, my live drums and bass and I put a hook in it. And then I go to do like a harmony at, at like the studio in Omaha and we were, where we were at. And he's like, Oh, by the way, bro, tech's about to jump on this shit too. And I'm like, what? Like say what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And that song. So like I said, I'm, I've always been about that, man. Like I grew up listening to all kinds of shit, dude. I still love Bay area hip hop. I love Mac Dre. I love Andre Nicotina. Like I like bone obviously, which is a whole different side of the country. I mean, I like, I'm always going to be a Tupac fan, you know, but then like when I'm just chilling, I like Tycho, I like Ben Bomer, Nora on Pure, stuff like that, down tempo chill wave kind of stuff. So like I I like I get all I mean, if it's good, you know, like hell three six, I'll still slump out to some three six mafia, dude, if I'm in a mood or something, you know, like I'm thirty-six years old, dude. Like, but at the end of the day, I, I connect with so many so many different and, and so when that came about, I was like, dude, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's let's and actually a, a lot of the stuff that was going on in 2018, 2019, well, it was like 17, 18, 19, somewhere mm-hmm. there. But there was a lot of, I just remember the news, there was a lot of push towards racial divide. Uh, and that that really struck a chord with me because it's like, dude, like, I mean, that's, fuck that. Are you serious? <laughs> like, it's like, you're real, this is what you're going to turn on the news. Like, I don't ever turn on the news, but if you turn on the news, that's what was going on at the time. And it, it happened to do with like protest and, and this and that and all this different stuff. And it's like, man, like you are taking the general population that doesn't feel this way and you're making them feel this way because you're feeding it to them. And this has to do with where machines has come from, by the way. Okay. But, 
You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, no, fuck that, man. And that's so I am always a, a type of person to be like, yo, let's cross genres. Let's do some cool shit together. Let's love on people, make shit good and fucking spread a good message if we can. And when it comes to just before I get to my next question, you think about those crossovers as well. Um, why don't we just take a look at the Collision Course EP with Linkin Park and Jay-Z? Like, that kind of a crossover. Numb Encore is one of the best mashup crossovers you'll ever hear. It all fits in so well together. And it, it it's something that, you know, creates that combination and creates that connection between one genre to the next. Think about when it came, when it comes to rock and metal and hip hop. What's the original crossover? Rum DMC and Aerosmith with Walk This Way. Yeah. And look at what happened with that. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that got a lot of people that really were into hip hop. Like, okay, you know, we see a lot more of the ideas that rock has and why we can get into that. But you had a lot of people that loved rock and metal that would never touch anything with hip hop and rap. Listen to that and picked up on all these different nuances and all these different feelings of similarity. So now they were willing to jump over to listen to more hip hop and rap because that crossover was able to happen. And what you had brought up about with especially 2017, 2018, 2019, and then even continuing into 2020 with the uh, the news really pushing this racial divide. Yeah. That was one of their big things that they kept pushing over and over and over again. And when you have collaborations in music that cross different genres, that cross these different themes, that cross these different demographics, it's something that pushes against that narrative and pushes against that norm and pushes against everything that the news media is trying to force people to think when they don't think that way and allows the artist to really shine through and really create that message and really craft that. So then my question comes in, how did machines come out of that? Like you had said, because that is something I'm curious about. Yeah. So, so machines came from, you know, so like as, as the, um, you know, obviously I've always kind of been that way, but as, as you know, COVID was happening, dude. That was when I probably got in the house. I was doing probably an eight ball a day, dude, if not more. And, and Zanny's to come down. I miss how Scott Weiland died, man. So it's like, I, I, I was in the thick of it doing that shit. And I just remember so many times getting like, just listening like, Oh, you can't go here. You, you don't do that. Oh, that's shut down. Oh, you gotta, I mean, even in Omaha, man, they're like, Oh, you gotta be in bed by or in your house by nine o'clock. It's like the fuck I, the fuck I have to dude. You know, you dude, you had to be out of certain parts of the city. And if they were actually trying to patrol the city and like have a curfew in a damn city, it's like, you are not going to enforce a curfew on a city. Uh, like it, it's too late for that, dude. You don't have that control. And, and they were actually out there like, people getting hurt people out protesting trying to protest that and then you got cops and like ironically in omaha it's small enough place where like when i bartended downtown it's like dude i know all the cops down there so all the cops that are having to enforce this shit with bringing in the national guard and all this it's like really dude so it's like okay so what you want to do is you want to program people to be a fucking machine that you run and, and and in that case that's then you'll be happy right so it's like my idea of machines is like we're getting programmed from a different side and a different angle to be to be machines, not necessarily from a, a governmental angle, because uh, I frankly never. I, this is one thing I learned in the bars. I never talk politics. I never talk religion and mm -hmm. I never talk who you like, who you like to fuck. I don't. I, that's that's all you. And I agree with all of it, whatever you think, because everybody's entitled to their opinion. But at the end of the day, I know a lot to say a lot of that shit's fishy as fuck. 
<laughs> and 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 my idea behind it was like, damn, they just want us to be programmed just to kind of like follow suit, follow suit. And and everything will be fine as long as you follow suit. And it's actually better if you just take our assistance because then we, you really owe us. And it's like, mm, OK, so you just want everybody to be like this dumbed down machine. Well, it's like now nah, the version of machines we got is this fucking machines that's getting breeded. That is is like it's it's that transformation. What we decided like between a band is the transformation from the human being pushed into and evolving into a machine being programmed differently. And like, you know, so our, our stage show and our plot and everything like that is actually the, we call it a simulation. So like, you know, star set has a demonstration and ritual for sleep tokens. So our set is a simulation and you're being brought in as a human and you're watching it slowly transform with like extraterrestrial life come in and then shit like that, turning basically a human into a an, uh, Android, like cyborg, fucking person in the end that is a lot of shit to kind of take in just from hearing that <laughs> just 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 from the concept of it but there's a couple of things i'm thinking about first thing i'm thinking about is especially given the time frame of when this all came about when the transition machine that more machines came to be what it is today just the idea behind it really makes a lot of sense i mean we do think about the pandemic and we think about what had happened at that point in time how much of it was just do as we say and we even saw times where the people that were in charge people that are making these laws making these rules they were the ones breaking their own rules and then it was the do as we say but not as we do and really Bingo. follow in with this with this idea of just Essentially being like when it comes to a, like a potential governmental side, even though I'm not talking politics, but being dependent upon the state. It was something we kind of, you kind of brought up there as well, where it's you're taking their assistance and then you really owe them. Kind of feels like loan sharking or like the mafia in a way right then and there, yeah, which is the biggest fucking mafia in the U.S. is the IRS, bro. <laughs> I agree with that way, way, way too much than I probably <laughs> should, but I agree with what you just said. However... When it comes to just the idea that simulation between, you know, human to machine, it kind of has a little bit of that idea of think about going back to go back to movies. Let's go to the Matrix for that. Think about, you know, the simulation that, you know, everyone lived in. And then when Neo gets pulled out of it and like gets out of that, you know, out of the simulation, actually back into his own body and realize that he's in this like, you know, wired up in this like septic goo. And it's just all of these people are just being farmed in this like septic goo energy spot. They're being used as machines just to produce energy and they're living in this fake simulation, but they're just machines. Like the, what the purpose in their purpose in life is just to produce for a higher being or for produce for someone that's being considered a higher being. Mm -hmm. And when you think about, you know, the, what we saw sometimes during the pandemic, there's a lot of people that end up feeling like that way that, there are people that are in charge that see us just as they don't they don't see us as people. They just see us as numbers. They see us as dollars. They see they us as they don't they give just, a they, fuck about they, us. They, they, yeah, they just see us as machines. So it's this is kind of the you're like with what machines is about is kind of bringing that idea into the public foray so that we un, we get an idea of potentially maybe something that's going on might be going on again. Not you never. Never can be sure exactly what's all going on because there's always different theories out there, there's different conspiracy theories. But an idea of something that we know we're seeing things happen like this. We're seeing people going from potential individuals to just being in this very set box, rigid group of basically you're this one thing and that's it. Yeah. 
And it's like taking, like, you're using your art to show the removal of individuality from people in the, in the current state of the world. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then the, and then the fucking strike back. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be an album or two down the road. Cause we are machines and then they'll, the next album will be welcome to the simulation. And then there's going to be a fucking one that gets heavy again, has some heavy elements in it. Okay. Now I'm getting even more excited because they're saying has heavy elements in it. And of course, you know, I'm thinking myself, I'm like, I like the heavy elements. But then it makes sense to have the heavy elements for that period of time, because we are from the transition from, we are machines to welcome the simulation. Now it's like, you know, the rise up, the fighting back. You're going to want those heavy elements in there to accurately portray the message and portray the emotions and portray just those feelings and thoughts and energy for that specific album, for that specific concept, but going forward before you, what you want to write about versus, you know, the idea of we are machines, welcome to simulation. That's going to have a different feel to it versus let's we're rising up and we're taking back our individuality. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's like exactly where that, the concept is. And the cool thing is, is just like art. You know, like I want, I think uh, from a songwriter standpoint, if I write it too narrowed in on just me, you might not be able to, 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 to translate it into your life. Right. So I try to write everything from like an interpretational point to where you can go like, oh, that's about me because of this. Or like she can go like, oh, that's about me because like, like Buck Cherry did a crazy bitch. I'm a crazy bitch. I'm crazy. Everybody's a crazy bitch. Right. It's cool. Like, like, but same thing with the thing machines. Like I want people to, as they hear me explain this, go like, yeah, I fucking got my idea on this too. Like I want to be a machine too. Like I, I absolutely, this is the reason I want that. This is the reason that I feel that way. And, and like I said, that's, that's, that to me, you know, like I said, cause at the end of the day, it's, you know, you, you, t- you touched on it earlier, like keeping it fun um, mm-hmm. and, and keeping it enjoyable. And, and to me, success is enjoyable growing as a songwriter hearing hearing what you hear in your head come out through the monitors even in a demo format before it gets to production um because i do all this synth work i do all this background elements and all that shit i do all this stuff you know and then we take it we kind of just refine it and and maybe pull something out or pull something put something in or drop whatever we do so you know just just the, the grasp of that in getting things out there and then having people go okay you know it's writing it with such an open-ended message and having a meaning with the band of having such an open-ended message that that many people can grasp it and go like, okay, yeah, like this is this is this is how I believe that song. Because gravity might mean something to me. It's what I said it was about, but somebody else might hear it. And honestly, it's funny because gravity. Every time I hear gravity or think of it or even say our song name, I think of John Mayer. And I remember writing gravity down here and thinking like, man, that's like a heavy John Mayer song. Talk <laughs> about like moving with a chick, like and looking at mm-hmm. a chick. It's like. But at the end of the day, it's like the the pull of gravity, but then also the friction and like the anti-gravity that drives you apart at certain times. Like that's that's all about, you know, but somebody else might capture that message a little differently. And if and I hope they I hope multiple people capture it differently than I'm saying it, because then I did a good job doing what I wanted to do. Absolutely. The two things I need to respond to that with first thing is I'm going to make it real quick because I've said this on the podcast I don't know how many times, at least 50 at this point. And I'm at, I'm at over 400 episodes at this point. So this is like <laughs> one in every eight you're going to hear me say this, where when it comes to music, the best music, especially lyrically, that connects us is the stuff that is metaphorical enough so it's not super duper direct to a specific thing that the songwriter went through. So us as the audience 
unless we went exactly through that we can't relate to it so it needs to be more metaphorical than that so we can put it into our we can take that metaphor we can listen to it we can take it into us we can find the message we can take our experiences and craft the message around it to get a better understanding of it and then build off of that and that's how we connect with it but we don't want it to be so metaphorical and so abstract where we're lost trying to figure out exactly where it's going so when you tow that fine line that's when those songs absolutely hit and absolutely work and when it came to gravity specifically as well because I was looking through it. I I never liked to think like I saw that in the release I got from you guys. You had the song like the song meaning was at the bottom of it. Yeah. I never like to look at that because I'm like, well, then that means I can't really find it for myself. So I have yeah. to go and look and find it for myself. And when it came to what you're talking about between that attraction between two people, yeah. When that's kind of one thing I picked up on in those lyrics, because when two people are so infatuated with each other, so in love with each other. There's so many things that are happening where it just feels like gravity is just naturally pulling you into each other. Like a gravitational force to pull you closer. Like if, you know, say the earth's orbit got messed up, you know, what would the sun's gravity do? It would pull us closer and we would burn up. But again, the attraction is pulling you closer. So when two people are in so, like are in so infatuated with each other in love with each other, that natural connection is going to happen. And then there's also the anti-gravity, the friction, when things are not going very well, when the friction is happening, that resistance to that gravity, if the resistance is stronger, it's going to start driving people further and further apart. But as time rolls on, if you have that strong bond, that gravity is going to actually push you closer and closer so that when the good times are happening, you're going to continue to get closer and closer with that person. But when the bad times are happening, hopefully that the friction of breaking, the friction of working against that ant, the gravity is less than the gravity keeping two people together. Cause of course everyone's gonna go through bad times, but it's about how you respond to those bad times and how you stay connected with that person, that period of time, which defines exact, which defines that relationship, which defines yourself, defines you within that adversity that you're about to go through. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And that's, like I said, I, I love hearing that. I love hearing mm -hmm. how, how, how people, you know, respond to it. And like, it's ironic, man. I when we played in Des, we played in Des Moines a couple weeks ago with Widow Seven for their EP release, dude. Like those are a couple some of our good homies, and like we're singing, we're up there singing songs that shit. I don't even have released. I've only played like once live, you know. I I, I threw songs in rotation that are in demo form, in on <laughs> dude, and they fucking crush live. People love them, but I but we played one or played a couple of them. And I have people singing the shit for, I mean, they're singing Gravity, they're singing Cocaine, they're singing Heroes and Villains and No Shelter from the Waiting Eli that transitioned over. Uh, but like to hear them singing stuff, it's like, what? Where the fuck did you hear that? Like, I don't, I, I, there's, unless they've seen the show a month previous when we played here in KC, I'm like, where, like, so, but at the end of the day, that's, I think to get somebody to sing your shit for you, they're capturing it. They have a meaning mm -hmm. of your song for you. And, and 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 as an artist, like you can't be. Well, I think it's this way. It's 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 like, dude, no, your art is your art is always going to be open for interpretation and criticism, and you have to be able to take it, or not pay attention to it. Like like Ollie did a great job. Ammo was that album where he's like, I know you're gonna fucking hate me, and guess what? I'll tell you, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm making an album. I'm making the best album for what I think we need to do right now. And if you don't like it, then fucking don't like me. And it's like, at the end of the day, dude, you went from playing like two to 5,000 seaters to selling out stadiums mm -hmm. and doing 100,000 person fucking festivals. I mean, yeah, you made the right call, you know? So at the end, at the end of the day, but those songs, if you watch people, they're all singing them 
and they all feel a certain way. It's not, you know, it's not that it's not, they don't know Ollie, Ollie's life. Like, you know, it's Ollie wrote it or Jordan wrote it, but at the end of the day, they're singing it because it captures them and it captures them and whatever they're going through, whether it be family, uh, family problems or whether it be, uh, spouse problems or whether it be, you know, parenting, trying to, you know, grasp what your kids are doing if they're coming to an adolescent age or what, whatever it might be, dude. Like, it's just because everybody in this life is going through something somewhere, it, you know, it, it, that's just the way it is. Everybody that is living has something going on, something that they're worried about, something that they're overcoming, something that they're triumphant about. But there's always something that's that's there that at the end of the day. I mean, that's what those songs are there for. They're they're there to capture yeah. that that person, and hopefully a, a lot of people, um, and and all in a different way, but all with the same unified message. Yeah, that unified message is something that you know, especially as fans, we pick up on the emotion, or we pick up on the feelings of it, and we take those emotions, take those feelings, remember <laughs> the moments and the concepts that made us feel those feelings, and then craft our own message, craft our own story in our own spot where we're the main character around the message of that song, and then go forward with it, and that's how we connect it. Taking a look at gravity, when it comes to you know that gravity pulling two people that are so infatuated in love with each other together, I picked up on that for myself. But the reason wasn't because I've had such a strong experience with that aspect. It's because in many of the relationships I've been in, I've had much more experience in the other aspects of it where it's that anti-gravity friction going against it has been so strong it pulls you away from that person and works against gravity much stronger so that disconnect continues and continues to the point where from where when you when you potentially got in a relationship with someone, when you fell in love with somebody, why all of a sudden all these issues are preventing you from getting closer to a person? It's that's what I picked up on with this song specifically. Even though it's felt in more about, you know, pulling people together, I took a look at it where I understood the concept of it, but because my experience is in the opposite pulling apart, that's what I picked up on. And it's kind of like, well, I see where the emotions come in here, but it made me think to myself, why have I never really felt that full emotion myself? Again, yeah. and it maybe going back to machines, is it something because maybe in the mindset that I had at these times, maybe in the ideas that I had some, was my mindset working more like a machine or was it working more like an individual that was going to actually try and make that go work against that anti-gravity and bring gravity back to bring us together? Or was I being a machine on these other aspects of life that was driving us further apart? It made my mind think in so many of these different aspects and relook at different relationships and think, Okay, what issue was it here? What issue was it like? What issue did the has this happen in 2017? What issue happened here in 2021? What issue happened here at the end of 2022? What issue ha what issue happened here with all these little little like aspects that just just flamed out out of nowhere? I don't know, but I had to take a look at it and understand that, and that's what gravity kind of made me do because the feeling that was being really presented strongly here was something I felt the opposite of way too many times. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've I can tell you I've. That's a lot of that. A lot of that's in the, in the singing was, I, I felt a lot of that too, man. I mean, like I said, I mean, from, from, you know, all my past all the way up to 2020, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, and you're never, I, I can tell you whoever thinks that they're going to do, you know, be a hardcore drug user and think you're going to fucking succeed at life. You're wrong. Um, and, and I, cause I thought so I'm, I'm a mortgage broker, dude. I was doing that shit when I was doing mortgages and it's just, at the end of the day, dude, like it, you're, you're never going to be able to grasp that. And, you know, so I always was feeling that divide, even though no matter how good I could make myself feel or how mm -hmm. good I could repair a situation, there's always going to be this distance and there's always going to be 
this separation. And even when things are going perfectly good, just give it five fucking minutes because I guarantee you something's going to, and, and that's the thing is it, it, it did. And so I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about. And it's in that song. I can tell you that it's in that song. It's just my artistic creativity. I tried to make that message just come back full circle. Yeah. You just, you know, just, just for the sake of the song, because at the end of the day, it's like, there's a reality. A lot of times you don't come back. A lot of times you have to move on and you have to grow and you have to mm-hmm. d- develop into something else and, and find, find something else in your life or find somebody else in your life. And, and that might come in six months. It might come in a year. It might come in three years. And, 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 uh, cause that's just the reality of it, man. Like, and you know, I'm married now. And, and just at the end of the day, I wrote this actually when me and my wife are going through rough patches. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it's just like, I mean, just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't respond to each other. Couldn't, get along. We couldn't like, I mean, I was probably being an idiot, you know, golfing or getting drunk or doing something stupid or whatever. And then she, it would piss her off or whatever. And, and I, I couldn't make sense of my side. Her side didn't make sense to me. And it's just like, God, dude, but like at the end of the day, I love you so much, but I just fucking can't, I can't, I, I can't, we mm-hmm. can't see eye to eye, you know? And, but it's at the end of the day, it's like, man, we were on the right track. Like what, what, you know? And so, like I said, obviously things are fine now, but um, that was where that was written, man. Like it was written in a time of chaos. And I think that's why I picked up on it a little bit more, especially from the cast. Cause again, that's what I had known myself and even listening to the song as well. There were a couple of things I listened to it from my standpoint. I'm like, well, I maybe wish you would have done something here. Maybe I would have wished that you would have went a little bit heavier, especially after hearing the outro to the, to the chorus and then going to the second verse. I'm like, I wish that energy would have kept going. I wish after the bridge, maybe there was a heavy hard rock kind of breakdown to add to it. But my idea from that now thinking about this is again, where was I connecting with the song? Where was my personal connection with it? And that was from a place of more that anti-gravity, that friction that brings forward some of those heavier, darker emotions where a heavier sound would fit in. But then you listen to the chorus as well. The chorus is very, the chorus is fantastic. The chorus is catchy and really brings you in and really has a similar epic glow to a song like like what Shinedown does with some of their epic choruses. It has that same glow to it. So that's what really drew me into the song initially. And I'm like, well, why, would I, why am I thinking about these other things? Well, it might be because my mindset and my ideas for this song and where I thought the idea was were going to go weren't exactly where it went. So the expectations I had, I'm like, oh, it didn't go exactly where my mind told me to go. But again, taking a look at it, it's all my own perspective, but I'm still picking up on a lot of these different issues, all these different things that the song is bringing forward and a lot of the power that it has behind it with the message even if it's somewhere I'm like, it doesn't exactly fit everything I went through, but that's more me being specific on my own taste and what I think based off my own experiences than understanding really letting the song fully immerse myself into it when I went, versus when I went through it uh, the day before we shot this and then when we're talking about it and when I went through it right before we started recording it as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing, man. I, I, you know, like I said, if I can if I can get people to dig into it, you know, that, that much, then... That's, that's the, that's the whole point, man. If you, if you hear it and, and you're, you'll dig into it that much, that's then that, 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 I mean, that's what Ollie and them are great at, dude. Like whether, whether, you know, they're good at like, if somebody doesn't like something, they're like, okay, cool. hate on it. But at the end of the day, like, as long as you're not doing something terrible, like you're, if you got a million people saying they hate your music, it's like, well, damn dude. Like you said, like you hate it, you know, like, I mean, it's like, you at least took the time to say you hate it. So you're going to stick around for the next one. You know what I'm saying? So uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, somebody that spends an amount of time like yourself who listening to it, 
and going like, okay, cool. I like this aspect. I like that. I I take in mind like where you think like that was going to go. Like I, that's a mm-hmm. mental note I will take because it's like, okay, cool. Like somewhere along the line, I'm going to do that. You know, like I'll go, I'll go back and throw that in. Maybe I'm not happier stuff. Like I'll go back in and throw that stuff, you know, like, cause like I said, I mean, there's, I've, I've, this, the stuff for the next album, the simulation stuff is, there's a lot of, a lot of pop, pop rock, but there's some heavy stuff on there too, but there's some other ones that I know are, are tucked. They're, they're, they're like G sharp and, you know, a, the down and the down that which a lot of some of our stuff is there but like i mean i just i, I got there i was listening to a lot of north lane uh i like north okay. lane a lot too and 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 like north lane is actually one of my favorite bands I, I love that band so um but that's what kind of sparked that that interest what they were doing with like 4d and yeah, i was like all right cool i want to fuck with some shit like this and see you know try to try to get one of my six string guitars to hold fucking g's <laughs> Well, sir, throughout this conversation, one thing that I've noticed is there has been no one to this point that I have talked to that is just as much as a student of music overall. I'm not talking about just rock, I'm talking about in the grand scheme of things, rock, metal, pop, hip hop, country, EDM, um, electronic, whatever it might be, as much of a student of music as you are. And just hearing all the ideas that you have and just even from me talking about Gravity where I thought the song was going to go, you taking mental notes on that and thinking, okay, like now, you know, he talked about, you know, maybe this part he thought it was going to go heavier, but here's where his mindset was. Here's where the idea was flowing. So if I'm going to try and potentially do something like that, maybe I can use that, try something out there and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But the student of music that you are is just fascinating to me to really speak out to the point where, all right, what's going to come for machines next, even the rest of this year, when we are machines comes out, when the next couple of come out, what's going to come next? Because there is so much you're thinking about with music in a way that many people might not be not in terms of just like rock and metal, but like all these other concepts as a whole, it's something that just fascinates and astounds me right now. I appreciate that, man. Like I said, it's a lot of fucking blood, sweat, and tears, dude. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of seat time down in this same fucking studio. Well, we built, we built this house on two years ago, but I mean, I, you know, I had a studio up in Omaha with a, a buddy of mine, Maddox. He's a great hip hop uh, producer now, but he played guitar in Waiting Eli. I've been friends with Pat for years, um, and it's just seat time, man. So then, like, you know, our our idea of what would be to come next would be, you know, we are machines. We're trying to figure out when we want to release that. Um, Cause you know, we want, we want gravity to really catch its full grasp. What I can tell you next is the next song that's going to be coming is a cover. Uh, and it's, I'll give you even the artist. I'm not going to tell you the song, but it, I can tell you that it has to do. If you think about a song from this artist that has to do, it is probably one of their most timeless songs. It has to do with the meaning it's from Aerosmith. And, and if you can guess it, I'll confirm it. But think of a message in one of their songs that's just what the world is, man. And that's going to be one that we drop here probably out of, out of nowhere. Um, and then we're thinking about dropping the rest of the album. Okay, well, but one thing is I'm not going to guess it because I want people to even continue to guess it, not just guess it and have you confirm it. Like, I want that intrigue to keep rolling because 
I want my intricate keep rolling as well. Yeah. It just it's something that just makes me more interested in. And when it the reason comes I say to, I guess it is because there's about fucking three hundred songs you can guess. I I, I but know. There's but there's one. There's one that I'm telling you. You'll be like, oh my god, that makes perfect fucking sense, and it makes perfect sense for machines. And we've already got it done. It's already fucking teed up and ready to go. Like we're making artwork for it ourselves right now. Well, then once it's ready to come out, we'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense to myself. And be like, why didn't I think of that first? Because it's probably a couple <laughs> songs I'm thinking right now. It's like, yo, man, you're not even close to it. And be like, God damn it. But whatever. <laughs> but then when, but when it comes to We Are Machines coming out, too, I mean, I know it said like it was slated for sometime later in 2023. So, again, you're just picking your moment. You're picking your time to put this out there when you feel like the time is right, when everything is ready to go. And then you're just going to go for it full force and make sure that's the best release possible you can put out there. Yeah, and that's like I said, I mean, I hate to – it's always tough, man. Like you, we have our, you know, we have our, our manager, John Gomez, who, you know, ironically is, 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 is great. You know, like I said, he's worked with, worked with dirty, he worked with plenty of artists. You mentioned DMC. He manages mm-hmm. them. Like, I mean, he's, he's worked with a lot of great artists. And um, so we have, you know, that's the thing that kind of, that's, I guess that's one thing I'll touch on is that, you know, I being the main creator and main writer, you know, like I'm, I'm very involved in the business side of it. And it's part of it that I fucking hate because it's a very good way to take an artist from a positive mindset to a negative mindset. Uh, that's why we're, we've developed a team around us. We're, we're starting to get that team in place, like management and booking and, you know, media and this and that. I mean, all this other shit. Cause at the end of the day, you're just like, dude, like I don't, I've done that for years, man. And the, Oh, I think we can, we can maybe do this. We can maybe do this. We can maybe get that. It's like, nah, man, let somebody else handle that. So, at the end of the day, it's always formulating like because John wants to let gravity ride for a while. Cool, man. It's we can let gravity ride for a while. But at the end of the day, I want to get the next album fucking done. I want to get the next one done. I want to get the video shot. I want to do it like a label would do. Okay, get the get the album done, kill it out, knock it out, done with that. Okay, go to the video guy, shoot two videos, be fucking done with it in two days and go home. Like that's that's how I I, I want to do that. And I've got you know. I've got probably three albums ready like to go and start recording back to back to back if we really wanted to. Um, though that last one, I, there's some stuff that's going to fit in there. They'll probably change some parts, but I've got, I mean, dude, there's, there's hundreds of songs on this computer in just a couple of years. You are prepared for any eventuality, sir. But the, the thing about the team is like, you have this team put around, you've been working on this team and, you have the team around you that's going to keep that positivity, but also keep the idea behind where it's, okay, let gravity ride for all, even though you want to keep pushing out the next up and get to the next up. It's going to be somewhere you're going to have to find that perfect balance of people that are going to be like, okay, slow your roll, man. You know, we got to let this stuff breathe. We got to let this stuff fester for what we got to let this stuff be out there for all and really grow on, grow for what it is on its own before we jump to the next thing and jump to the next single, the next album, whatever it is. But at the same time, your part piece of it with constantly wanting to go forward is making sure that you don't sit on things way too long, that you don't wait too long. Find that balance between letting things have their own sh- like shelf life as a brand new thing versus, okay, not letting it stay too long and just being able to move the next thing over again. It's that kind of chemistry and that kind of ability will allow machines to have the ability and have the chance to be as massive as a, of a success that you are already working towards it to be. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. 110%, man. And that's the thing is like, I'm just, 
trusting the team to kind of guide us on that, man. Cause like I said, at the end of the day, my idea of what might work for the business might not fucking work. And I've already been, I've grown to be accustomed to that. You know, I might play a riff in a demo. And if I go to a studio and somebody wants to make the riff jazzy or cooler or whatever, they want to play, I don't give a shit, man. I don't care who plays what. If I don't know, if you look at, uh, I, this is ironic as it comes up, but I was looking at the, the Bieber and the Kid Leroy songs, um, stay or whatever that song was. Guess how many riders are on that bitch? What, like 25? Like nine. It was a Charlie Pugh skeleton, but there's okay. nine, nine writers, nine seasoned writers on that and producers. And so at the end of the day, I don't care who plays what I don't, as long as it makes the baddest ass shit that comes out. Cool. Cause it's all, it's going to stem from my skeleton probably, you know, I mean, I have, uh, I have some songs that I'll probably work on with other artists that maybe it's their skeleton. I'm not opposed to that either. You know, like, I'd love to write with Charlie Puth or fucking Bieber or somebody like that. I'd, that'd be a blast, dude, to challenge myself in that avenue to try to work with somebody like that who that's their game. That's that's their element, that, and they do, they can constantly make bangers in that pop element like Nickelback does in the rock element. You know, like, and, and, and I say bangers because it, it's they're all hits. They're mm-hmm. fucking hits. They they are hit factories, and that's essentially where I want machines to go is so some way shape or form be writing hits and dropping hits and that's why and that's why everyone listening you're gonna want to follow along with machines and the reason behind that is because eric as he's presented here is such a student of music is such an open book to trying so many different things looking at different concepts with all these different other aspects of music you're not going to want to miss out on what machines has to offer you're not going to want to miss out on it going forward because you could be getting on the ground floor of what could be one of the biggest bands in the world by the year 2030, they could be on those like those stages that Bringing the Horizon is playing right now with this mindset, with this idea. It all depends upon two things. One, are they able to make it happen? And two, are you going to support it? Because support is what helps this band grow. Support is what helps them get known by other people. Word of mouth is what helps them get known by all these other people that you want to get their music known to. So make sure you go and do that. So Eric, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is you right now, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you're pro at the end of the podcast. So my friend, the floor is yours. Yeah, yeah, no, man. Thank you for having us on. You can obviously find us on any of the social media platforms, machines, or we are machines. Um, you know, obviously YouTube, Spotify. Spotify is huge. Go plug those numbers. Share it with your friends. Share it with everybody. I mean, that's the name of the game, dude. It's it's numbers and money. That's how you get success in this game. So I appreciate you bringing that fact up. And actually, yeah, man, if anybody here in this, go spin machines. Even if you don't like it, share it with somebody. I bet you they'll like it. You share it with enough people, somebody will like it. And I and I appreciate the hell out of it. I know my guys do. Our team does. And then, uh, you know, even if you don't like the music, you know, I would spend the money to come out and see a show because it's a fucking theatrical experience. That's that's pretty cool, man. So um, but I, yeah, that's pretty much what I got, dude. Any of the, any of the, any of the socials, you just look us up machines, M C H N Z it's spelled mach- like that way. And it's mm-hmm. pronounced machines, just like machines. Look us up. We'll be out on the road here very soon. We're working on some dates right now for quarter three, quarter four. So nice, nice, nicely said. Now it's everything this podcast with three very specific things. First things first, like we said, you're going to want to try check out machines, go and support them because support is what makes 
a band grow. Support is what helps a band grow. That word of mouth is what helps a band get so much more traction than they might never have before because word of mouth, especially for people when it comes to music, is such a more powerful thing. You can impact so many people of your friend group with your words if they trust your musical sense. So what's the best way to make sure you're fine along with machines? Like Eric had said, social media is there. You can watch YouTube videos. You can go check them out on their website. You can go check them out when they go live, you know, playing live shows, Q3, Q4 of 2023, and check out their music on Spotify so you can send your friends everywhere there and put, take yourself there as well. But instead of having to search all this stuff up yourself because you have to search up, you know, on socials, if it's We Are Machines or Machines, and of course with the spelling, you might be like, oh, you know, I don't want to look that up. I'm going to take all the searching out for you. So go to the description of the podcast where it says Find Machines Online. There's going to be links for everything I just talked about, social media-wise, streaming-wise, YouTube-wise, website-wise. There's going to be labels for all of it as well. So all you have to do is click your favorite one, hit like, share, follow, subscribe, play, stream, download, buy, whatever it might be. I got all there for you. I'm doing all the legwork. Convenience is key. Two clicks. I got you covered. Now it's time for number two. Eric, whenever guests on the podcast, I enjoy being on the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say, first off, thank you for being on the podcast. And secondly, I want to continue to show that support in the ways that I can. And this is how I like to do it. It's not an if. The promise is not an if, my friend. It's a when. When implies this is going to happen. We just don't have a day or time set yet for this yet. Because it is when I get to see you perform live for the first time. I am going to go and do what I like to do, which is my Liam Neeson from Taken impersonation. As I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will say hi, and first round's on me. <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> That's a good one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So hold me to it. And number three, I cannot end this podcast in all good conscience by saying goodbye for a couple of reasons. One, that is way too final. Hate doing it. Secondly, I have a promise I made to you, and I want to keep that promise. And third, do I want you back on the podcast after a conversation like this? Survey says, well, there's no Steve Harvey here, but the answer is yes. So... Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to have you back on the podcast future. So I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye. I'm going to end by saying, Eric, I'll see you later. See you later, brother. Thank you, man. Well, folks, that was my interview with Eric from the band Machines. And now it is time for one incredible Kevin's final thought. So when we had talked about the concept behind Machines, when we had talked about their concept due to people especially from like 2017 down it's like a lot of the concepts of losing your individuality become these machines become these one track mind people that just follow along with whatever the rulers or the culturally want you to do and when it comes to eric specifically being a student of music that was one thing that i was had a major takeaway between the two eric is a major student of music when it comes to understanding why things work in so many different genres and it's not about knowing, you know, the specific sounds or the specific aspects, but the reason behind them so that he can do what he wants to do with them and reverse engineer them so that he can put them into his own music, into the music of machines, and make it the best that he possibly can, the way that he wants it to with his is something that is absolutely incredible and something that is absolutely powerful and something I'm absolutely a major fan of. But when it comes to the concept of his as well, what it really brings forward is his ability to learn as a musician and his ability to learn as a student of all kinds of music allows him to be that individual that he wants to be in life. And that is something that we should all aspire to. When it comes to myself as well, even when I look back at 2017, I mean, I was kind of like a machine at that point as well. That's where my life was leading down. And I realized that life wasn't for me. Am I still kind of in that life? 
I kind of have to be in order to support my dream of support my goal of being doing this podcast of connecting with ours and being my own self in the music scene. And I'm going to continue to do that because that is what I want to do. That's the individuality behind it. I'm continuing to learn new things. We're seeing the success behind our song reactions on YouTube to drive more people to podcast. So I'm going to keep doing that because I have fun doing that as well. It is the ability to stay that individual aspect to not just be this consistent machine is what drives me forward. What drives Eric forward? What drives the guys in machines for it. And I want to continue to have that continue to flow further and further together and even more powerfully. So I'm a big fan of it. You're not going to want to miss out on machines. And the best way to not miss out on is go straight to the podcast. Just find machines online. Links labels for literally anything that you want there. So go and click on it to follow along with them, stream their music, check them out. And yes, that train horn keeps going off in the background because it was warm in here. My window's open and I live by train tracks. Stupid train. So if you want to stop hearing this train horn go off, best way to do is go to the description of the podcast where it says find us online and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Primarily, you can check out all the great content we got out there. Connect with us on there because that's, you know, where we are most primarily known. And you can respond to us on there as well because, you know, you put a comment in there. I'll be the one that responds because it's all my stuff. Make sure also following along, liking this video on YouTube, subscribing to the Corporate Coach Podcast on YouTube because that is where we're most primarily. But if you're listening to Spotify Podcast, I already Amazon, please like the episode and subscribe in there as well. Helps us out so much, helps us grow and helps us bring on great artists that you're going to need to know and going to be, well, and great artists that you do know. I mean, we've had August Burns run the podcast. I take a look at my board. I already have inquiries out about Seven Dust, Volby, From Ashes to New, um, Cocker Divide, Caskets, Mammoth, WBH, Plush, Holy and Absence. We're going to try to bring the warning back on. Um, Polaris, Make Them Suffer, Bloody Wood, The World Life. Like, I've got inquiries out about these. So we're going to try and bring these to you. You want to see those on there? You want to see more of those bands? Hit that subscribe button. It's going to help us out a lot. Also want to thank Phoenix Fitness for supporting this podcast. Remember, 20% is code CB20 at fnxit.com. Link strips of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you once again, Eric. It was a fantastic conversation. Cannot wait to do it again. I cannot wait to watch the rise of machines. So on that note, that's going to be the guest. Thank you for listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one. is a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.